memory for most people is that between short-term memory and long-term memory. These differ considerably, but are still interdependent. Both are appropriately named. Short-term memories last about a minute max, whereas long-term memories can and do stay with you your whole life. Anyone referring to something they recall from a day or even a few hours ago as short-term memory is incorrect. That's long-term memory. Short-term memory doesn't last long, but it deals with actual conscious manipulation of information, the things we're currently thinking about, in essence. We can think about them because they're in our short-term memory. That's what it's for. Long-term memory provides copious data to aid our thinking, but it's short-term memory that actually does the thinking. For this reason, some neuroscientists prefer to say working memory, which is essentially short-term memory plus a few extra processes, as we'll see later. It will surprise many to find that the capacity of short-term memory is so small. Current research suggests the average short-term memory can hold a maximum of four items at any one time. If someone is given a list of words to remember, they should be able to remember only four words. This is based on numerous experiments where people were made to recall words or items from a previously shown list and, on average, could recall only four with any certainty. For many years, the capacity was believed to be seven, plus or minus two. This was labelled as the magic number, or Miller's Law, as it was derived from 1950s experiments by George Miller. However, Refinements and reassessment of legitimate recall and experimental methods have since provided data to show the actual capacity is more like four items. The use of the vague term item isn't just poor research on my part. Well, not just that. What actually counts as an item in short-term memory varies considerably. Humans have developed strategies to get around limited short-term memory capacity and maximize available storage space. One of these is a process called chunking, where a person groups things together into a single item, or chunk, to better utilize their short-term memory capacity. If you were asked to remember the words smells, mum, cheese, of, and your, that would be five items. However, if you were asked to remember the phrase, your mum smells of cheese, that would be one item, and a possible fight with the experimenter. In contrast, we don't know the upper limit of the long-term memory capacity, as nobody has lived long enough to fill it, but it's obscenely capacious. So why is short-term memory so restricted? partly because it's constantly in use. We're experiencing and thinking about things at every waking moment, and some sleeping ones, which means information is coming and going at an alarmingly speedy rate. This isn't somewhere that's going to lend itself well to long-term storage, which requires stability and order. It would be like leaving all your boxes and files in the entrance of a busy airport. Another factor is that short-term memories don't have a physical basis. 
short-term memories are stored in specific patterns of activity in neurons. To clarify, neuron is the official name for brain cells, or nerve cells, and they are the basis for the whole nervous system. Each one is essentially a very small biological processor, capable of receiving and generating information in the form of electrical activity across the cell membranes that give it structure, as well as forming complex connections with other neurons. So, short-term memory is based on neuronal activity in the dedicated regions responsible, such as the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex in the frontal lobe. We know from brain scanning that a lot of the more sophisticated thinking stuff goes on in the frontal lobe. Storing information in patterns of neuronal activity is a bit tricky. It's a bit like writing a shopping list in the foam on your cappuccino. It's technically possible.